0: I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. glory. With the redeemed, Never God stand. there'll be no more sorrow, no more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising in the likeness it of my slightness. Ready to live, I'll, in glory be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise, Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, life. eternal life. Free from man. Every imperfection, youthful and happy, I shall be. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Glorified with Him forever. Death will be lost in victory. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. Never stand, i no more pain, there'll be no more strife, no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness in of its name, likeness, ready to live, I'll be reason. glad have a new body, praise the Lord I'll have a new life, life eternal life wow. hallelujah morning When the last trump of God shall sound. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal grains, all bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, I'll have a new home, all glory, glory, with reading no thought no more pain, there'll be no more strife. strife. Yes, raising the likeness, In so less likeness. Light. Ready to live, I'll be glad. glad. I'll have a new body,
1: praise the Lord, I'll have a new
0: Life's life, eternal life. Good
1: morning, good evening, wherever you may be. This is your host, Bruce Kessler. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. Hey, I just want to tell you this, and that is, I'm part of the greatest movement ever, follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in Him I find forgiveness, joy, peace, happiness. I am blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve, folks. My goal here is very simple that is, to encourage you, friend, along the way. Help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. That's right. That is exactly right. Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be starting a two-parter based on the lesson that I did a couple of Sundays ago. Hope you will enjoy it. The Unshakable Kingdom. The Unshakable Kingdom. Two-part. Look forward uh, for you to listen to that for a little bit. But first, a few things along the way. Headline news. Get this. Get this. A pastor who was arrested while observing protest for a library's Drag Queen Story Hour one in court Thursday when a judge dismissed the charge, ruling the pastor was not threatening or jeopardizing anyone at the event. The case began when Pastor Afshin Yoften went to a public library in Spokane, Washington, Father's Day weekend, to observe what they called Drag Queen Story Hour you remember that, that's where a drag queen tells children's story. Police had set up locations for protesters and counter-protesters on opposing sides of the street, but Yafton, not speaking or carrying a sign, stood on a strip of grass in the library parking lot. Although Yafton opposed the story house, he was not protesting. He had refused to join either group, he was arrested then for obstructing a law enforcement officer. Judge Tracy's staff ruled Thursday that the police orders were not narrowly tailored to protect constitutionally protected speech. While the city's interest in protecting public safety is significant, there is no evidence that Afton's mere presence on public property was in any way jeopardizing the city's interest. He had every right to be standing on public property. He was not blocking traffic, was not conveying any kind of message that might incite a response. He was not being disorderly, disruptive, or aggressive. Instead, it was apparently closed to persons who manifested a certain belief regardless of whether that belief was being conveyed to the public. The Pacific Justice Institute which Representative Jafton had argued the police orders violated his First Amendment rights. The judge's ruling, they said, is an enormous victory for the freedom of conscience. The prosecution refused to acknowledge law enforcement's overreach by separating and even barring people from entering to the library based on their views. We are thankful justice prevailed. There you go, folks. Wow. Pastor arrested at drug queen story hour wins in court. My, 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 folks. Things have gotten beyond weird in this world. Pray, pray, pray. Now get this. This will get your blood boiling right here, folks. Just get this. The United States Army has ordered a faith-based organization to stop emblazoning christian messages on official military apparel despite shields of strength spending the past 20 years printing bible verses on military dog tags without any issue whatsoever now one complaint threatens to derail their entire business and that's just the way it always is folks one complaint out of 20 years The issue arose when the company was reported to the Department of Defense by Mikey Weinstein, founder and president of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. He claimed that engraving religious messages on an item that displays the official military emblem is fundamentally wrong and poisons the constitutionally mandated separation of church and state. Shortly after this, military branches started contacting Shields of Strength and informed them that they would be pulling the license issued to the group regarding the use of official military logos. You are not authorized to put biblical verses on your army products, is what they said. Shields of Strength Kenny Vaughan said that he was horrified by the letter and was shocked. And how something which serves to bring military members some hope could be seen as scandalous. It's the saying, it's incredibly selfish. All we do is provide a reminder of God's word. No one has to do this. Virtually every unit has contacted us and said, would you make us a tag with our unit on it? We've seen the fruit of the mission. Literally thousands of soldiers, airmen, marines telling us with tears in their eyes how much it meant to them. As a result of the Army's bizarre actions, which they took due to the negative press, they were receiving over the complaint, First Liberty Institute has hit back and demanded that the military reinstate the trademark license. The Army has since confirmed it, received a letter, and is investigating the matter. Well, there you go, folks. There you go. U.S. Army orders group to stop stamping Bible verses on, of all things, dog tags. Oh my, folks, oh my. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. Now this day in church history on this day in 521 birth of columba which actually means dove who becomes an irish monk educator bishop and missionary he will undertake evangelization in scotland and northern england founding a monastery on the isle of Iona. 1254 death of pope innocent the four his reign has been marred by perpetual strife with German emperors, a bull allowing the Inquisition to use torture and anonymous denunciations and pressure on French King Louis IX to undertake disastrous crusades. And in 1875, on this day in church history, five Franciscan nuns exiled by the policies of Bismarck, drowned in the wreck of the ship Dutchland off the coast of England during a storm. Gerald Manley Hopkins will write a celebrated poem about the event. And that's this day in church history. Now we have named that Bible character segment. Here is your clue. Listen closely. I am the place where the Lord was received up into heaven. What place am I? Here's the clue one more time. I am the place where the Lord has received up into heaven. What place am I? We will reveal the answer. To this clue, following our study segment, so stay tuned for that exciting reveal in our final conclusion of Name That Bible Character. Now we're going to begin, uh, in progress, a sermon that was done called uh, The Unshakable Kingdom, Part 1. Nothing seems fair and ill wind blows, and yet under... Dark clouds of uncertainty, we find Matthew chapter 16, and the Roman Empire raged around them. Jesus had something to say that I think we need to be reminded of. It gives us great hope and great victory in a dark world in which we live. And I want to say thank you, Brother Amon, for that fine reading this morning. I really appreciate that. And the prayer, thank you, brother, for offering that wonderful, powerful prayer. So let's turn back there and kind of remind ourselves of these statements as Jesus utters some very powerful words that we need to be reminded and acknowledge that God is still powerful, that Jesus, the Christ, is still the same today, yesterday, and forever. And so we go back to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13. And Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now on the backdrop of where they were standing, just keep in mind that there was a mountain. I think Mount Hermon, I think is the name of it. I believe it is. So you have this backdrop of just huge mountain. Beautiful stream, I think. And one of the pictures that I noticed, that there is a beautiful river or stream that runs through there. Very, very beautiful picture. So Jesus here is speaking to His disciples, and then He wanted to know, well, what do, what do people, who do people say that I am? And so they all, they give Him an answer, and they said in verse 14, and they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, Or one of the prophets. That's good. I can see Jesus' wheels turning. A lot of times, as we know, Jesus knows the answer, but he wants them to articulate it. And he said in verse 15, and he said to them, But who do you say that I am? So I want you to know and answer this question yourself today. Because I think it's important, because I think if you believe what Peter utters next then it's going to be life-changing. You will be changed on that confession. It will make a difference in your life. Who Jesus is in your life makes a difference, as we're going to see. And Simon said in verse 16, answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. You're not going to find the answer that Peter gave, this great confession, this great acknowledgement of who stood before them, You're not going to find that in a library. You're not going to find that in philosophies around the world. You're not going to find that by hugging a tree. You're not going to find that by bowing down to nature. You're not going to find that by looking up into the stars. But this is something that had to be passed on. Spiritual divinity directly to Peter and able to confirm who Jesus was right before them. And we have that confirmation today And what we know is the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And it teaches us about this Christ. That Peter utters and confesses and acknowledges. Thank you, Peter, Jesus says. But you couldn't have done this on your own. And we can't find Christ on our own. In our own power. I guess is my point. But only... Through the preaching of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now that's the way we find, that's the way we come to the truth of who Jesus is. And so Peter says, you're the Christ. You're the one. You're the power. It's the one that was predicted in Matthew, in Luke chapter 1. It's the one that was predicted in Matthew chapter 1. But the Jews weren't prepared for the Christ that would come. They weren't prepared for um, Emmanuel, God with us, being born in a manger. They weren't prepared for the Christ that would come and ride in Jerusalem on a donkey and later on be charged as a criminal and hung on a cross. That's not the king that they were expecting. That's not the Messiah that they were wanting. That's not the king that they were expecting. And maybe He's not the one that you're expecting either. The one that dares to tell you that you must change your life. The one that dares tell you that you must live your life according to my words and my words only. The one called Christ, the Messiah that would come. The one that is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The one who would dare say, you must repent or likewise perish. Uh, That should make us all sit up and take notice. This is the power of that great acknowledgement of Peter. Would you not agree? You are the Christ, the Son of God. No, that's not what he said, is it? He said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Right? Don't you like that? That just brings it all that much closer to home to us. To know that we have this Christ. To know that we have Jesus who died on the cross for us. To know that we have everything that's needed for life and godliness. And eternal life. And to live in heaven forevermore. Right before us. And Jesus answered him and said, Blessed are you, Simon of the for flesh and blood has not revealed us to you, but my Father who is in it. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. What a powerful statement. He says now Peter. You are Peter. And I'm glad you spoke. I'm glad you made that confession. But on that confession. On that rock. What is that rock? What is he referring back to? You are the Christ. The Son of the living God. Based on that fact. Because that's what he was uttering. It's a fact. It can't be denied. It's from God in heaven. He's sent it to us. It's stated clearly. You can't miss it. And yet many of you here this morning have missed it. Because you just keep living your life just the way you want to live. Blowing and going. Hallelujah, I've been saved. And not allow him to be king of your life. Lord of your life. And letting Him tell you how to live and tell you how to act and tell you how to breathe and how to function and how to behave yourself in the house of God. The rock, that's an interesting, powerful statement. And I think it refers all the way back if you if you uh, give me a little time to read a couple of passages here. In Daniel chapter 2, wouldn't you agree? Kind of had my mind going there and Daniel Daniel chapter 2 and starting I believe it's in um, let's just start in verse 31 oh you O king were watching and behold a great image this great image whose splendor was excellent stood before you and his form was awesome (laughs) we like using that word don't we it's awesome baby this is awesome now, let me tell you something. Christ is awesome. And this image's head was of fine gold, its, it's a chest of arms of silver, and its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You watched while a stone was cut without hands. Listen to me. Are you listening? Stone cut without hands. Which struck the image of its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces, then the iron and clay and bronze and silver and gold were crushed together and came like shafts with the winter with the summer's threshing floors, and the wind carried them away so that it had no trace of them was found, and the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth amen forty four verse forty four and in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. Get that in your minds, folks. A kingdom that never will be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these nations and it will stand forever. Inasmuch as much as you saw that that stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that it broke in pieces, the iron and bronze and clay, the silver and gold, the great God has made known to the king that will come to pass after this. And the dream is certain. And its interpretation is sure. And that rock and that stone is Jesus Christ. Make no mistake about that, folks. Isaiah chapter 28. Turn with me there. If you give me a little bit more time to do some reading here. Isaiah. Beautiful, beautiful passage here. Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 16. Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Who do we think that's referring to? Hmm? I think we all know. We're... Majority of believers in here, I think we all know that it's all talking about our Lord and our Savior. It's costly. It's precious. It's powerful. It's dynamic. It's awesome. This rock, this confession, based on the fact that Christ is who He said He was, that He is the Messiah that which is to come, that He is the Son of God. How dare He, the Jews would say, compare Himself to God. And say that he is as divine as God. First Peter chapter 2, verse 4. Peter would remember this, I think. And thus why he would preach it the way he has. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. Coming to him, uh, speaking of Jesus, as to a living stone. Amen. Rejected indeed by men but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house. Amen. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is contained in Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion. Here it is. A chief's cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious to those who are, are disobedient. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they are also appointed. Verse 9. I know I'm doing a lot of reading, but amen, this is important. But you are a chosen generation. You who are believers, you are a part of the church. You are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness until his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Amen. Woo. Let's just go back to Matthew 16. So we all get, I believe, that Jesus is this rock. Amen? So then he continues on in verse 18. And I say to you, you are Peter and on the rock, on that confession, on that truth. I will build my church. Not Peter. Not saying that he's going to be Pope. But Jesus says, on that truth, the truth of what? That I am the Christ, that I am the Messiah, that I am the Son of God. Only I can enter in the era of the new kingdom that Daniel was talking about. Only I, Jesus, only by that truth, only by the truth that Peter confessed, only by that fact can I establish my kingdom and build my church on that truth. And guess what else? He says, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Thank you for listening to the first installment of this uh, lesson called The Unshakeable Kingdom. We hope that you will stay with us next time, next weekend, when we air the final segment of The Unshakeable Kingdom. And now we have, name that Bible character. Here was your clue. I am the place where the Lord was received up into heaven. What place am I? Bethany. That's the answer. Bethany. Luke 24, 50, 51. He led them out as far as to Bethany. and He lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. I'm the place where the Lord was received up into heaven. What place am I? Bethany and name that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a follower of Jesus Christ and receive forgiveness in him, coming to him with faith, confessing him as the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, repenting and being baptized. If find peace, joy, and happiness me be blessed beyond measure more than you can ever deserve. My goal here has been very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion and life in Jesus Christ. If you ever come through Norman, Oklahoma, I pray that you'll stop by and visit with us at the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ. And if you can't, stop by our website, normanchurch.com. 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 Well, friend, I want to tell you this. Thank you for listening. May God bless. You.
0: Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks to the Father in all in all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory, hallelujah. Christ the Lord has died for you. Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks to the Father in all in all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory, hallelujah. Christ, the Lord, has risen for you. Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks Praise to the, the Father in all in all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory, hallelujah. Christ, the Lord, is living for you. Praise, Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks <laughs> to the Father in all in all, all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory, hallelujah Christ the Lord is coming for you Christ the Lord is coming for you Christ the Lord is coming for you